137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. This is episode 78. Woo! Whoop. Mm-hmm. And in true fashion, we are here to dump out the rest of the bucket of leftovers from 2018 and getting ready to start anew for 2019. So we've got, of course, our 2018 year-end review, which is more or less the uh, shit we never got to <laughs> from the previous year. And then we could also appropriately title this episode In Crime in Basketball, because that's the majority of what we have to talk about. <laughs> Which is totally <laughs> None of us are basketball fans. I don't sport. No, Sean I don't sport. sport Not many of us sport. I mean, <laughs> presto, you and I, uh, Frisbee golf, that can be yeah. considered a sport. Yeah. yeah I mean, occasionally go, I'll so. watch like WSU play basketball on the TV, but I'm not... Uh, I don't know. I just don't get all excited. Like, I really give two fucks less who's in the Super Bowl, you know. Hey, I'm excited for Super Bowl. Yeah. New Avengers trailer, new Star Wars trailer. Done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give it to me. That's what we're looking forward to. So, fucking nerds. You heard it here first, folks. Pixeletted Paranormal. We are three-seventh sports. Yeah. <laughs> no more, no less. But, yeah, I think uh, first things first, let's give some shout-outs to uh, a couple people here. Steve, if you want to start things out, and I will just follow your lead. Sweet. Yeah, so we got a new listener tonight, hot off the presses. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, which is Fairy Carrie's daughter. She is a – Fairy Carrie is a listener, and I believe. Awesome. And um, Alexa's her daughter, and she's really cool. She is an incredible artist. Uh, ever since I've known Carrie, I've known that her daughter has been like just addicted to art, and uh, her she's really freaking talented, and it's just continuing to evolve. So, shout out to that awesome! I want to tell a funny little story about uh, my favorite memory with her is um, when Carrie lived here in El- or lived in El Dorado, and I lived in El Dorado. I'd go over to their house and hang out, and I got to know her two kids. She now has three kids, but I got to know her two kids, and. Um, it was back when Red Dead Redemption 1 came out, and we were playing it, and her daughter Alexa was uh, obsessed with horses, and she still, I think, has a pretty, pretty good fascination with horses, and <laughs> in that game, that's all you do is ride horses, so I took my horse out there, <laughs> yeah, and I was right. showing her the mechanics of the horse, which the horse mechanics in the game are incredible anyway, and uh, you know, I was doing that, and she's like, can I play, and then she, I let her ride the horse and stuff, and then she's like, okay, I'm done, or whatever, she gave the controller back to me. I got off the horse and it took a shotgun to its face. <laughs> and it just oh, shit, man. And it just like God. It just it just mortified her. It was so funny. Carrie and I Carrie and me are just laughing so hard. <laughs> you sir are so, a monster. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, <laughs> she'll always remember that. But uh yeah, so shout out to that. And you listening here, if you listen to the show and you let us know that uh you listen. We'll give you a shout out. That's what we do here at Pixelated Paranormal. Oh yeah, and another shout out. I didn't realize that uh, one of my very best friends from grade school um, has been a longtime listener, and I didn't really realize that. So a big shout out to Jeremy J. Um, uh, yeah, big shout out to Germ. Um, it was cra- yeah, it was crazy. I was at Laredo, 
They got a sweet deal on a VR head uh, headset stand. Uh, and then <laughs> I was like, he was working, and I was like, "What's up, man? Like, how you been?" He's like, "He's like, oh, I'm doing alright, man. How you doing?" It's like, "Good, just working, you know, simple talk." And then he's like, "I really enjoyed the last episode." I'm like, "What? What? Like, <laughs> like what the hell?" And then he's like, "He's like, yeah, it was really cool listening to uh, people actually writing the listener stories." And he, he's like, "I've thought about writing it a couple, but I just haven't got around to it." I was like, "Dude, you should." I was like, first off, fuck yeah for listening. I didn't even know." And yeah, and then, and then he's like, "He's like, yeah." He's like, "Sean, he's tell me all his." alien and ghost stories back in the day so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not surprising at all that germ listens i was just it's cool to hear that and uh yeah man thank you so much for listening and seriously jeremy i've known him since third grade the funniest person i've ever met to date has to be jeremy and just one of the funniest people a brilliant writer um, we had some, uh, writing assignments back in high school and I'm pretty sure I remember this correctly. I think Jeremy won some pretty serious awards, like state awards and went to some like writing, uh, competition I think type things about this on the show before. Maybe he wrote a story like for, cause the dude's a brilliant writer and it was a creative writing class, I believe. And he wrote a story about, uh, Mr. T being a time traveler yeah, yeah. and just these hijinks that he got yeah, he into. Did. And like everybody else is writing what I'm assuming to be the very serious topics, you know, probably like research papers and shit like that. And then Germ just swoops in in true Germ fashion and turns in this paper about Mr. T and the time traveling fool <laughs> and just fucking <laughs> just, you know, goes into all these competitions and, and wins awards yeah. for these, uh, th- that story. And, I remember in our public speaking class, we had to do like a biographical uh, speech and Jerm made up this really lavish story. And I don't remember all of it, but it ends up with like Phil Collins and Oprah Winfrey on a moped chase through like, I think it was Paris. <laughs> it was just the most just cockamamie and brilliant thing you've ever heard. And I'm pretty sure he got a solid A on that for just, you know, the sheer brilliance mm-hmm. and everything we were supposed to have, he had. He just made up this guy. I think it was about a guy he named Frankie Leacoca or something, but yeah, awesome. So yeah, dude, thanks so much for listening, Jerem. That's awesome. And definitely do write in um, some listener stories if you've got them. And I won't give too much away, but I know that uh, at one point in his life, uh, he and his folks lived next door to a cemetery. And that was the cemetery where my friend Tony and I maybe had about six too many beers. And my wife soberly drove us to the cemetery and we saw, I'm pretty sure, either a demon or a goblin. And I I know I told that story uh, on a past episode, but yeah, sure, pretty crazy shit. But yeah, so awesome. Shout outs to all you guys. And then another shout out to Mindy and Dave. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. That is fantastic. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Presto, you got any shout outs, man? We feel like we bogarted this thing. Um no, not really. <laughs> shout out to all the Masons. Yeah. Who were listening. Shout out to you know, past master Gracie uh for always listening and uh messaging in and all that crap. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and jump into the news. And first off, do you guys remember the movie One Hour Photo? Are you guys both familiar with this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. 
And you guys are both familiar with the most uncomfortable scene of that entire movie. Even more uncomfortable than him forcing that chick to fillet to the guy she was cheating with. The scene where Sai goes to the house of the family he's obsessed with and, like, goes inside and puts on the sweater, yeah. takes a shit in their house, <laughs> watches TV, and they show up. Remember I that just, part? Spoiler I just alert. love how in that movie, like, the it's it's so eerie. And, like, the way they, they do the shots is that everything's silent. Because when you're in a house by yourself and you don't have a TV on or a radio, a fan, whatever, it's, like, just complete silence. And, mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. and it, was just, the, it was shot so well. To where like it showed him doing all these different things in complete silence, and then it's just like, oh, Robin Williams on a shitter, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, because everything he does is so intrusive yeah. and such a just ultimate uh, fucking creep. Yeah, yeah, a violation of privacy. Putting on their clothes, watching TV in their house, and then he just he's just taking a shit. <laughs> I think I'd rather you wear my sweatshirt than take a dump mm-hmm. in my house. But okay, so here's a real life tale of that actually happening recently. Happening recently, um, on the 26th, this guy comes home from an afternoon out on a Sunday, opens up the front door, walks in to find a random dude sitting in his living room watching television while wearing this guy's clothes. So Derek Tarbox is our criminal in question here, 35-year-old man who allegedly broke into this guy's house, put on his clothes, ate his food, and then somehow convinced the homeowner to drive him to another house because he, quote, thought he was at his friend's house and must have made a mistake. How in the sweet hell does that happen? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, fucking insane. So, yeah, the guy walks in, sees him there, and the burglar, Mr. Tarbox, says, oh, uh, well, shit, I'm really sorry. Would you mind taking me to uh, this other house? And the guy's like, yeah, it's either do this or possibly get murdered. So the lesser of two evils is probably just to play along. Or like, So he gets in the car and takes this guy to another, another house, drops him off. And then when he gets back, he realizes that his back door has been forcefully opened. There's food missing from the fridge and other signs of missing items and ransackery. So he calls the police and the deputies from the state of Maine um, realize who he is and then find out that he stole a car in Portland, ran out of gas in a town called Hollis, later stole another vehicle and drove it until he wrecked it in the woods. Then he stumbled up to this guy's house, broke in the back, and just fucking made himself at home. Um, it is not mentioned here if he took a dump in the house, but it is noted. <laughs> he took a shower. He did take a shower. So either way, his bare balls was a rolling around his house. It's creepy. <laughs> like, this other thing, with a fucking car. You steal a car. I don't understand that. We, Me, you, Preston, we drive every day. We go to work, go out to eat, like do things. And we're usually pretty careful, right? Like we don't we don't crash. Yeah. Like you steal a car, shouldn't you be extra careful? Because a you don't want to get pulled over. B you don't want to wreck because then you have nothing else to do. And then you got to steal another car. There's another fucking charge. Like I don't understand. Like how do these <laughs> criminals wreck a stolen vehicle? Like, yep, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyways, go on. Maybe he didn't know how to drive stick. Just yeah. <laughs> like, <a> fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, it's just creepy. It's like, hey, will you take me to the ride? He's like, oh, well, I, yeah, I guess. And you're like, well, it's better than being murdered. You ever think maybe he's going to fucking get you in the car and tell you where to go and then murder you there? Easier place to get rid of you? <laughs> right. 
I don't know. I think I would do the same thing like, oh, yeah, buddy, just uh, get on in the car and I just fucking drive to the police station. <laughs> I would drive to the station, crash in the front doors, say he grabbed the wheel and made me do it and then get his ass yeah. arrested. Fucking hell. But yeah, it's un- it's unmentioned here if he took a shit, but he did take a shower. And that is just fucking insane. But on a lighter note, guys, you might be able to soon get rid of your credit cards and your debit cards. Not the debt that goes along with it, but the annoyance of having to carry a giant wallet in your pocket. Because in Sweden, people are having all of their debit cards and credit card information put onto a microchip around the size of a large grain of dirty rice and having that then surgically implanted into their hand. Have you heard about this shit? We talked about it a little bit in the past. I saw the article, but I haven't heard about it. There you go. They're uh, they're having these little microchips implanted in their hand, kind of between the thumb skin and the, uh, I call it the pointer finger, some call it the index finger, and that kind of webbing because you've got some, you know, elasticity there. But they're having these chips placed in there, and then soon they will no longer have to have debit cards. They can just scan their hand to make any kind of payment transaction. I'm going to get all biblical and be like, that's the mark of the beast. Don't do it. Oh, A lot of people Preston, didn't believe that shit. If- me when I when it comes yeah. to anything like I don't do the Google Pay on my phone where you can like just scan it with the NFC chip and do all that shit, man. Like I'm usually not really paranoid. Like I don't care if Alexa's listening to me, Connect sees me, my phone hears me. I don't give a shit about all that. But when it comes to my money, like having that chip, like the chip built into your phone, like you know how you can take your phone and scan it on the machines. Mm-hmm. There's no way, dude. Somebody out there's <coughs> fucking making these machines that'll steal your shit. Well, shit. What's to say I couldn't put another chip in my hand? And every time I shake your hand, I'm getting all your data put into my uh, the jump drive. I've got harvinged in my butt. <laughs> you know, I mean that's where I'd put it. Nature's pocket, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, Preston. Speaking of the mark of the beast, you sir are a segue because the next story I was going to talk about from earlier in the year, the number of witches. Apparently, and those practicing witchcraft is rising dramatically in the U.S. Apparently, since the mid-90s, at least 1.5 million witches have now been, I guess you'd say, registered across the country. Which is, it's neat. It's interesting. You know, we have free religion. We have the right to practice or not practice anything you want. But apparently from 1990 up to 2008, the Trinity College in Connecticut ran three large detailed religion surveys and come to find out that there are 340,000 practitioners of witchcraft alone, in addition to other forms of uh, witchcraft, wizardry, and paganism. And the rise seems to be the fact that a lot of people um, between the ages of 20 and 40 right now, kind of our age, uh, cohort here. Um, A lot of these people are finding that as they get older and, you know, wiser, there is no longer a need in their opinion to have religion. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to conform to Christianity or any of those religions. However, because we are still human, there's a void that's created. And so naturally they try to find something to fill that void, that, that belief system. So they then turn to witchcraft, paganism, and um, the Wiccan belief system. Hmm. So I think it's interesting, number one, that they can deny, you know, 
religious belief as we know it, you know, textbook religion, but they're still having to fill it with another kind of belief system. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. And of course you have, you know, your atheists, your theists and your agnostics and all that as well. But that was kind of a cool uh, side note here that they make about that, uh, that ideal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, witchcraft has hit the news quite often, especially back when judge Kavanaugh was being, uh, Confirmed, there was a bookstore in Brooklyn that, of course, was notoriously uh, marked in the news for placing a hex on the uh, conservative member. And then also uh, that same coven was joined by Lana Del Rey, and they declared they had already placed several hexes on President Trump. Hmm. So despite the rise in participating witches, the U.S. is still dominated by Christianity which composes 70% of the country's total religious population. However, it says that 22% of America still list themselves as unaffiliated. But what's interesting is while it's free to practice, you know, witchcraft and, uh, you know, Wiccan beliefs and everything else, there's still kind of a modern day witch hunt going on um, to the point where Canada is actually rethinking a lot of their current laws because there are, you know, legitimate, no pun intended, witch hunts going on um, over there right now. And that takes us to our next story. There is a woman who will be going to court on January 22nd, 2019 for apparently breaking the law by pretending to practice witchcraft. So on December 11th, just two days before laws have been changed and repealed, another Ontario woman has been charged with pretending to practice witchcraft. Tiffany Butch, 33 years old, will be the final person to answer for witchcraft charges in Canada starting in 2019. Butch, who goes by a monitor of the White Witch of the North, claims publicly she's not a witch, she's just a psychic, but she uses that moniker of the White Witch of the North because she thinks it's cute. Hmm. And she says that um, she has done nothing wrong, she has broken no laws, but the person who is taking her to court claims that they were told by Butch that if they did not pay for Butch's services, severe dark forces would be at hand, causing them grave distress. The particular set of circumstances says the woman gave them a sense of foreboding that dreadful things were about to happen to their family at some point. So they should provide them, meaning Butch, with financial compensation so they could perform some sort of mystical service that could prevent it from happening. And if true, this is deemed an abuse of power or abuse of perceived power. So basically, somebody went to this woman um, for some psychic help. She saw some dark forces at hand and claimed, uh, supposedly, that if they paid her enough money, she would cast a spell and block said dark forces. But what's interesting about this court case is Butch says the person who is taking her to court, she's never met, she's never done a reading for, and has no idea what they're talking about. So she raised up. So she brings the question up that the actual um, industry of psychics and witchcraft apparently is very cutthroat. And because she is such a good psychic, she believes she's being framed by other psychics and being taken to court to get her knocked off her pedestal so other people can cash in on her business. That's like a lot of trouble to go to. 
Uh, but you know, I'm not a psychic, so and I, neither are you guys. Preston, you go to that kind of stuff, though, don't you? Go to some of those uh, psychic fairs? The psychic fairs? Yeah, I mean, whenever I get a chance, I'll, Jeffrey and I go to them. So. The next one that rolls through town, you should give me and Steve a call, and we'll see if we can make it out to one. Oh, I'd yeah. like to go, yeah. We, we, we might get, get the, kicked out, but... We can go get the uh, you know the, the, the light bed treatment where they have the multicolored lights that flash over your head. They're supposed to align your chakras. You can do that by laying on a bed of Christmas lights, right? Probably. <laughs> I want to go to one seriously. I, I'd behave myself too. I think, but no, I definitely would. Um, just like I, I mean, yeah. I went to for Christmas Eve. We went to Aaron's uh, Catholic Church. It was my first experience of like a Catholic Church mass and psychics. Yeah, yeah it was like <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's all it's all uh, it's weird compared. To, it's all Greek to me. To <laughs> Another to, bad yeah. Catholic joke. But, well, that's cool, man. So yeah, so you went somewhere, you went somewhere like that, and you behaved yourself. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go. Act that, a fool. I wouldn't go to a, a big call full of psychics and be like, "Oh, your shit's fake." Like I wouldn't be that troll. Your shit's weak, son. I mean, I'm not really one to get a hex on me either. So fuck all that. Yeah, that's very true too. I wouldn't fuck with a Ouija board, nor would I fuck with a psychic. We should go sometime. There's a couple shops here in town locally. Preston, you probably know where they're at. We should go to those and actually get some yeah. reading sometime. There's a palm yeah. a palm reader over by my house I used to live at. It's a it's a Poke Stop on Pokemon Go. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. She uses it That's as advertisement. Cool. It's awesome. <laughs> Shit, yeah, dude. You gotta evolve with the times like a Pokemon. Well, the next story here, guys, furthers us down the rabbit hole as far as, you know, witchcraft and devils. In Alabama, the police department blames homicide increase on the godlessness and Satan. A small town Alabama police department this week alleges that Beelzebub is responsible for the recent spike in local homicides. The OPP police department shared on their Facebook Tuesday, written in all capital letters, this is happening because we have turned away from God and embraced Satan. We may not have meant to do so, but we have. It is time to ask for God's help to stop this. According to their Facebook post, which has since been deleted, there have been five homicides in the last year alone, which is a huge jump for the small town. And according to the FBI's Uniform Crime Reporting Program, they only had two homicides in the last 10 years from 2007 to 2017. So on their Facebook post, they said they did not elaborate on the homicides or the details, but they have said basically that there are devils causing the damages. It says, this past Sunday, a young man was shot and killed in Kingston. Monday night, a mother was shot and killed in northern Covington County. There have been five murders in Covington County in 2018. These murders have been <laughs> These murders have been done by our young people. This is happening because we have turned away from God and embraced Satan. We may not have done this on purpose or meant to do so, but we have. It's time to ask God's help to stop this. It's time to be the parents and raise our children, not have them raise us. It is time to fully support law enforcement and stand by the officers and deputies that are too far often having to walk into the dangerous situations and clean up the mess. Friends, it's time to stand up and be responsible. Grown-up leaders in our community. There are sheep, there are wolves, and there are sheep dogs. Which group do you belong to? 
Of oh, course, it, it has nothing to do with the lower income communities because they don't have jobs and they continue to basically have to fight fight between themselves, fight or flight, dog eat dog. Right. Like, but no, has to do with the beast we call the desolate one, the first of the fallen, the spoiler virgins, <laughs> and the master of abortions. Like, you know a lot about Beelzebub. <laughs> that's from Randall on Clerks 2, man. I love that shit. So, oh, gotcha. I was like, shit, Steve? Is that in your handbook? No. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, to me, it's like whoever's running that Facebook, that Facebook profile page, like, that's, like, that's what they're, that's what they truly believe in. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's cool. Like, that's their thing. But, like, it's so it's so much it's so much bigger than that. Like I bet you, I bet you that that town, that area, that community, used to be. I mean, there has to be something in there where it turned from that to a ghetto. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and like they're not looking. They're been. not looking at that. Could have been. Well, that or it kind of reminds me of that wild, wild country. If you have a town that's predominantly elderly folks. Um, and then you have a bunch of crazy shit happening. They're always going to look at the young people and then they're always going to question the religious beliefs. And what's scary about this is if your police department has gone public and said that basically everybody's a bunch of heathens and heretics, what happens to the people who are not practicing Christianity? Yeah. You know, in this current day and age, like we just talked about, if a lot of younger people are turning away from, you know, the uh, the orthodox religion that we all know and you know those rudimentary christian beliefs are they then going to be turned away yeah yeah like if they knock on your door and somebody's you know broken into your house and they walk in and see uh, a pentagram on the wall or a ouija board or something like that then are they gonna be like oh well fuck you you can deal with this your damn self yeah, or they'll be and like, then, of course, anybody who practices anything non-Christian, uh, they're going to have that microscope put over top of them immediately. We're going to assume that anybody who's not going to church every Sunday is probably the one who shot and killed the mother and her children or, you know, the guy in the woods or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> know, it's pretty crazy. Uh, crazy. It is, man. It's a crazy time we live in. Dogs and cats living together. For the des- Mass hysteria. For the desolate <laughs> Yep. Well, uh, before I jump off here and press and let you take over, I've got one more story, my last crime story. In Montana, a guy shot at another guy because he thought he saw Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) In Montana, a man who thought he was shooting at Bigfoot on Sunday ended up almost killing another man by mistake. The supposed Sasquatch was nothing more than another fellow human setting up targets across the wooded area to shoot at himself in Helena. A 27-year-old victim narrowly avoided death when one bullet hit three feet to his left, another whizzed just by him, nearly hitting him. Police said the victim tried to avoid more gunfire by running into the trees (laughs) before he was able to confront his shooter, a man in a black Ford F-150. The alleged shooter reportedly told the victim, I thought you were Bigfoot. The victim added that the suspect told him, I don't target practice, but if I see something that looks like Bigfoot, I just shoot at it. So, okay, he just said, okay. I was like, I don't know anything about hunting, but aren't you supposed to wear at least something 
bright orange like my hat I'm wearing right now. Ah, right. Steve, are you <laughs> <Probably>. hunting? <laughs> oh, my God. The alleged victim told dispatchers the incident occurred Sunday, but he didn't bother to report it until the following day on Monday. He didn't think it was necessary. Um, deputies have not found a vehicle matching the description, but Dutton told the Idaho statesman that a woman has come forward saying that she, too, had been shot out by a man in a black F-150. The woman didn't mention anything about Bigfoot, but she was able to give a description of the alleged attacker. Dutton said authorities are working to find the man who has been shooting at people. Oh, my God. He's using, big, he's using Bigfoot as a crutch to shoot at people. That man needs Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jeez. Well, Preston, that's, that's, the, that's the... It's funny if Dick Cheney started that? using that as an excuse when he almost shot somebody. <laughs> did he almost thought it was Bigfoot. Yeah, did he almost get? Did he? Did he get sh- shot, or did somebody else? Did he? No, he shot somebody, right? Uh, he shot somebody, yeah. I believe. That's crazy. With some buckshot or some duck shot or something. I don't shit, ever go. So. I don't. I'm not a hunt, hunter by any means, so I don't know how all that works. But you just wear the hat. Just be. Yeah. <laughs> just be weird. Like, be like, yep, shot someone today. Thought it was somebody else. <laughs> like, <what the> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and to have that kind of spotlight on you, too. Fucking hell. Well, Preston, that's the bottom of my bucket. What dost thou have for us? So, uh, December 4th, like uh, earlier this month, the Hatbox baby, Sharon Elliott, who spent years trying to solve uh, the Arizona mystery, dies at 86. And I asked you if you'd heard of the Hatbox Baby. You said no. Steve, have you ever heard of the Hatbox Baby? No idea. I think my response was, who the fuck is that? <laughs> who the fuck is that? So Christmas Eve 1931, um, this couple was driving back from a holiday trip, and they're – Car gets a flat tire, and uh, they decide, you know, pull over to the side of the road. They're going to change the flat. And uh, the Stewart family, so Ed and Julie Stewart, as her husband was changing the uh, the tire, she just got this, I don't know, this gut feeling like, I don't know, maybe I should go on this walk. Like something kept telling me, go here, go here. So she walks down this trail, and uh, in this by this bush, she sees this hat box that uh, kind of was latched shut, and uh, she just got an odd feeling about it. So she called her husband over to like open it. Corey's had in it. it yeah. <laughs> and uh, they opened it up, and what they saw was a red-haired baby wrapped in a blue bank blanket that was, like, cooing softly. Like, Ooh. And they're like, holy shit, somebody just abandoned this baby. So they drove to the <laughs> holy uh, shit. That's next, a funny hat. Holy yeah. shit! It's a they fucking the, alien. Uh, the ne- <laughs> yeah, they they drove to the next town over and uh, you know dropped it off at the police station and said, eh, we found a baby." And uh, so the, you know the the baby ends up being adopted, and uh, it wasn't until the her adopted mother was dying of breast cancer that she said, "Oh, by the way, you were the famous hat box baby, um, and we adopted you." So then this this woman went on this quest. It was on Unsolved Mysteries, and during the Unsolved Mysteries interview, they, they basically insinuated that maybe the, the parents were, in fact, Julia and Ed Stewart, and uh, the Stewarts got a really bad taste in their mouth from uh, this uh, investigation. 
and uh, cut off all contact. And then there was an article saying that DNA testing shows that there's a DNA link between the Stewarts and the Hatbox baby. But regardless, she died at 86 years old, never knowing her true origins. And uh, it's still a mystery on who, in fact, dumped the Hatbox baby in the Arizona desert. Huh. Yeah. Damn, that's interesting. I'd never heard of the Hatbox baby. I think she's an alien. But yeah. now we have. Or a test tube baby. Yeah. She's grown in a lab, what are you dude. Do? That one lab with, all, she's the, born with, in the lab. with all the DNA. With all the DNAs. Good God. That sounds... I don't know. Weird. Thanks for bringing that to the table. I wish we yeah. could have uh, talked more about it, but also I think you kind of wrapped it up. <laughs> yeah, wrapped <laughs> it up. start to finish. Easy, oh, yeah. easy Japanese. Deep right. cuts. Sweet. All right, baby. Big reveal. What else Next. you've got? Next news article was uh, released from a science journal and uh, came out early this year. It was a uh, studying on uh, the aging of our brains. So what what they did is they did like a thousand MRIs, and uh, after they got the MRIs back, they looked at okay, so this brain has lost like forty percent functionality. This brain has lost thirty percent functionality, and they were trying to determine the ages. So then like. The, the people who were conducting the research would say, this looks like the brain of an 80-year-old, this looks like the brain uh, you know, of a 60-year-old, so forth and so on. So what they discovered is uh, people who have been smoking weed, um, weed ages your brain by three years. So if you're like 24, 25, and you smoke weed on a daily basis, um, after a while it's actually aging your brain by three years. And then the study also found that uh, people who are ADHD or people who are manic depressive also have an like those diseases um, increase the age of your brain as well. So they increase your your brain age by two point six years or one point eight years. But Sean, you don't get out of it, buddy, because somebody who drinks even a beer here and there, <laughs> you age your brain by point six years every time you drink a, a beer. Well, that just means I'm wiser beyond my years. Yeah, well, you would so think. My thing is, like, so is aging your brain, so is that a bad thing? They, they say yes, because what it does is uh, it, it, it restricts the flow of blood and the neural activity. So as our brains age, like somebody who who's 80 years old, if you do an MRI of the brain, they have less blood flow through the brain than somebody who's in their 20s. And as far as like the, the electrical activity, there's also less activity for somebody who's 80 than somebody who's 20. Okay, so hmm. with with this, what I'm seeing with this is that you have, you know, if you're a daily cannabis user and this is aging your brain at a faster rate. Now, what I see it is if on a medicinal purpose of people that take it for ADHD, manic depressant, suicidal thoughts. Like, I mean, there's just tons of shit people take it for. You outweigh, like from like in my opinion, like you outweigh, like okay, my brain is going to age more, but I'm gonna, not going to be as stressed as much, so my blood pressure is going to go down. I'm not going to be depressed and think right. about suicidal thoughts. I'm going to be able to chill out. You know, like you know what I'm saying. Like so, mm-hmm. to me, it's like you weigh you weigh the pros and the cons. Like my brain can fucking be all right and then you know age a little bit faster but it's going to keep all these other things in check and you know while i self-medicate you know what i'm saying like yeah well and, and how much does stress and mania and depression age your brain i would that's what I, that's the thing i would say is like 
to me, I would think that that would just, I mean, it wears you out. Like people, yeah, people that are constant like that, you know, like, like for instance, like my mother, my mother has mental illness and when she's not doing good, like it takes such a toll, like it drains her so bad and then it just makes her completely just, just, just out of it. And then yeah, burned out, yeah. And that burns your that burns your out, burns your body out. Like you know, you maybe during that time you don't take care of yourself, like you don't shower, so you you don't get the, you know, being clean. You know, like it's just it all yeah. it all just starts stockpiling. Like somebody can smoke a joint here or there, a bowl, whatever, and then I don't know. I like I like articles like this, but sometimes it's like one of them things. It's like, well. It's gonna age your brain. It's like it's another thing to spin it and put a yeah. It's to, very biased to, to demonize it again. Yeah, yeah. because it, you know it, this could just be an article released by Big Pharma um, because as you know, weed becomes more legal throughout the states and is used for more medicinal purposes. You know, you're, we're getting away from Big Pharma. You know, they could be re- you know releasing kind of these shoddy studies just uh you know so people are like nope don't want to do that because i don't want to be 30 and have a 90 year old brain yeah well and like i don't know i think in a, in a perfect hypothetical world if my option was to be depressed and smoke a joint and then lose you know three years over the long period of time or take some kind of antidepressant that's going to make me shit my pants because I have loose bowels, yep. um, raise my paranoia, the and shakes. then give me lack of sleep. Yeah. And you, yeah, All that shit. I'm going to go with losing three years versus shitting my pants in public for the first time I've been able to go out in six months because of my depression. And that's yep. not a slam or a joke against anybody. I uh, I look at a lot of these side effects and a lot of the stuff is like, yes, this is this medicine is great because it allows you to go out and do things you couldn't do beforehand because you were, you know, suffering from agoraphobia or you're really depressed. But I made the joke the other day uh, when Shayla and I were watching TV. I'm like, the list of side effects is so severe that like the you get on the medicine, you get leveled out. You're like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar tonight and hang out with my friends, and you have uncontrollable greasy diarrhea. Well, the thing with that is, like, is that. Any kind of side effect, like pharma commercial, they have yeah. to say any kind of side effect that's been reported. Now, well, yeah, because one guy had Taco Bell on the blind study and yeah. shit his pants, so we have to yeah. put it. <laughs> but then again, the thing with all these medicines is, especially when they're new and they're popping and they're being promoted, that medicine might counter this other medicine, like especially when it comes to psychiatric of the brain. And the chemical yeah. imbalances. So you might take this medicine and this medicine and this psychotropic, whatever, and then they all mix and yeah. do different things. And that's why <sighs> it stresses me out so much. That's why smoke a joint. People, people that people with uh, you know mental illness, they have such hard times, and then they don't want to continue their medication and and yeah. be on it because if the doctors change the doses. Then it's like you're constantly starting over. You're never getting ahead yeah. or staying borderline. You're always changing it, and they change the doses till they find out something that works better. But then, depending on your sleep, your diet, your exercise, and just your overall mood, it, that could change levels too. So, and it's like, and it's like, I've known people. My mother's one of them that like is if she takes her medications, it's good. She has in constant pain. Because of an injury, she can't take pain medications 
because that because one she's an addict and it messes with her psychotropics. So oh, so the only yeah. thing for pain that she can do is smoke marijuana. And but it's not available to where she's Yeah, at. she can't just go pick you know, some up. It's not right. we're not a medicinal state. So like it's it and then when she doesn't happen the pain increases then she has to take a, a like a, a no reservation like you you it gets so bad that she has to take one of them pain medicines but then that makes yeah. messes with her psychiatric medicines plus she's an alcoholic so when she has the urge she does drink then that turns it off it's just a constant it's just a constant chaos Ugh. blender all yeah, the time that's, that's brutal which and I'm not trying to say this because I don't want I don't want people to see the crutch of well if they just had marijuana they'd be fine it doesn't right. work for everybody but for the people that it does it it you know fuck it maybe it is a crutch but i'd rather that crutch be something that doesn't hurt them and doesn't destroy their kidneys and their fucking bone marrow and all this other bullshit yeah. like it's just it's crazy how medicine is so in, insanely um just like it's destined to just keep you keep you sick like you know what i'm saying like, yeah Preston, you didn't realize you're opening up that can of worms. Nope, sure did not. <laughs> Damn. Boom. You guys just took that and ran. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my my last uh, bit of uh, news for 2018 that we have not covered that popped up um, happened on December 14th. A Chinese factory worker has survived after being skewered with 10 metal spikes when a robot malfunctioned. Oh, and we'll yeah. post pictures of that one on the old Instagram because that was brutal. That's brutal. I mean, they're fucking right through his arm like they're fucking killing John Connor. 49-year-old man named Mr. Zhao was working on the night shift at a porcelain factory in Han province when he was struck by a failing robotic arm. The accident resulted in him being impaled with uh, 10 foot long, half inch thick metal rods. He was taken to a local hospital, um, but they couldn't do x rays or you know anything until they removed the, the steel rods. Um, during the operation, they found out that one of the rods had missed a major artery by 0.1 mm. So, like, Millimeter. the smallest of a. Yeah, millimeter. Uh, <laughs> if it just would have been over just an inch or whatever, just a little bit more, bam, would have been dead. Um, let's see. Um, his condition is now described as uh, stable, but he's having to undergo treatment and psychotherapy to help uh, assist his recovery. And... Uh, He's lucky because earlier this year, an American factory worker, Wanda Hallbrook, was a maintenance technician, was killed when a rogue robot uh, had veered into the area she was working and crushed her head. The 57-year-old woman was inspecting machinery in the area when components were assembled when the robot took Wanda by surprise, entering the section she was working in, and was killed on the scene. In 2015 in Germany... A uh, car industry worker was killed by a robot, and uh, it doesn't give the date, but an unnamed 22-year-old man was part of a team that was setting up stationary robots at Volkswagen plant uh, when it, a robotic arm grabbed and crushed him against a metal plate. Dude, this is – remember the last episode we did? We talked about the the bear spray, the Amazon bear spray shit? Yeah. They revolted, man. 
It's fucking time. Uh, dude, we do have, what, like three more nights before Skynet? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> telling you, man. It's fucked. Shit. It's gone tits up. <laughs> Indeed. I've been watching too much British television. I know. I love it. <laughs> Robots are our friends. It's just a better way to talk. There you go. That's very true. <laughs> they got it right. Jeez. So I wonder what kind of crazy robot shit's going to happen in 2019. Uh, yeah. Rob's going to be the first one uh, on the lines. Poor fella. With his cock out. <laughs> oh, rocking out with his cock out. I'm going to bot out with my cock out. So speaking of segues, <laughs> Steve, what do you got, man? You got a couple things left Sweet. over. Yeah. So this is more like a science thing than it is paranormal. But when I saw the picture of it, I'm like, All right, what alien shit is this? So basically, there is a bizarre rectangular iceberg. So icebergs are insanely cold. They're usually huge. They'll go all the way down, you know, into the water and then they'll, whatever's up top will show. We all know what an iceberg yeah. is. It's what sunk the Titanic, blah, blah, blah. So there is little that is particularly unusual about the iceberg photograph floating near Larson sea ice shelf in Antarctica. Um, he is a research, this guy's a research scientist and it's called operation ice bridge. The group that took the stunning photo is based at the NAS- NASA Goddard space flight center. So basically, they're up in the space center, just taking pictures of all the ice, ice and the ice caps and all this stuff. You know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Hopefully, everybody listening to this podcast believes that global warming is a real thing. This stuff's important. So he says it's kind of in a kind of a formation called a tabular iceberg. And like, if you see the pictures of this thing, like it literally is like this massive, perfectly cut uh, rectangular iceberg. It's huge. And it's like yeah, it, it looks it, like a tile. Yeah, it looks like a tile. Like it was like just perfectly cut. It's freaking insanely looking. So, and this reminds me of like, um, you know, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was some movie, and there was like some alien thing in the ice, and it came out. I think it was maybe a Superman movie or something. But um, I don't know. This shit just—it looks alien as fuck. <laughs> like you know, when you're looking <laughs> at it, uh, basically. This is formed in Antarctica when we, where we have these really wide floating ice shelves connecting to land. The, uh, the ice is being kind of spread out in this very thin layer, Petty says. And because it's ice and it's brittle, it, that it gets too weak, it comes into contact with something else. It can shatter and kind of break apart. So think of like a glass uh, plate. If you were to drop that on your kitchen floor, it's going to break into pieces that are pretty... Um, like they're usually they're not jagged. It's not going to spider web like a car. It's going to be like a like kind of like just you know a, a dagger piece of piece of glass, and it's going to have the perfect it's going to have the perfect cut. It's basically the same thing. So this thing was huge. It hit something maybe and they said even possibly a strong gust of wind. There's heavy winds out there that could break it, and then it just broke into this piece, and then everything else like melted around it. Like it's really it's just it just looks super weird. Huh. So it's more sciencey than it is paranormal, but hopefully yeah. hopefully we'll put the picture in the in the show notes and it just looks alien as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was, it's bizarre if nothing else. Yeah, we have to keep an eye on that. That was from NASA on their Twitter, right? Um I need to load the article one more time. It's like NASA Ice, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh yeah. at NASA underscore ice. Oh yeah, they, I'll keep an eye on that. That's yeah. not interesting. It's pretty cool. 
So my next story mm-hmm. is Ghost Hunter leads Long Island man to remains of his missing father. Ooh. Oh. A Long Island native who has spent decades searching for his Korean War veteran fi- a father who went missing in 1961 has found his remains thanks to the help of ghost hunters and a psychic. Ooh, back to the psychics. Mike Carroll <laughs> discovered skeletal remains in the basement of his childhood home, which was later confirmed to be those of his missing father by forensic experts. The body was very well preserved and had been buried six feet below the surface and under concrete. Carroll was told to search the basement by clairvoyant, uh, who also informed him that his father had suffered blunt force trauma before his death and that he had been buried alive. She actually said to me that it was the that it was a pipe, that he got hit in the head by a pipe and he was buried alive. The psychic made the, the prediction after having encountered an energy in the basement and Carol and his sons began digging beneath the basement around Halloween. <laughs> Convenient. Uh, the cause of death <laughs> was later confirmed by Suffolk County Medical Examiner Michael Kaplan. We were able to determine that the cause of death included, included blunt impacts to the head with fi- fractures of the skull and brain injury, although there may be other injuries that are that are no longer detectable. Carol and his family are now planning a military funeral. Uh, they're just uh, all of the special circumstances of death will likely remain a mystery as most of the potential suspects are now deceased. It's just it's crazy. Like his his mom said that he disappeared after going out for cigarettes. All the rumors of there being a body buried in the basement of the family home has circulated around the family ever since. You know, everybody always says that. You know, right? Buried in the basement. Uh, Dorothy's second husband, Richard Darnus, would potentially be the number one suspect in the murder. Although he also passed away earlier this year, he did, however, have a history of brushes with the law, including a temporary order of protection filed against him by a woman he was involved with after Dorothy. It says, Carol said after the discovery of the of his father, I'm happy to learn that this is my dad. This is a deep and very emotional thing, and everybody is dealing with this in different ways. This has broken up my family. Like, that's crazy. God, man. Like. That is nuts. Yeah. And then, like, if you watch... If you watch this uh, CBS video about the skeletal uh-huh. remains discovered in home in Long Island, like they just talk about the body being found, the bones being found, and then the examiner saying, "Yeah, he died of blunt force trauma." Blah blah. They don't mention anything about the psychic or the ghost hunters at all. And that and that crazy, like it's like, oh my, like they like <laughs> like they they brought it. That's how they found out to look down there. That's crazy, but. What can you do? News chooses news chooses what they want to put out. Yeah, I want to know more about that. Was there was there uh, reports of um, paranormal activity right. in that house? Is that why he was there? Huh. Well, shit. Put a pin in that. Let's revisit that um, after the start of the year. Yeah, I would like to know more about that. Actually, I, I saw. I'm kind of like Preston on that other article. I saw the headline, just never read the article. Yeah. I just thought, well, that's kind of cool, and then I just kind of skipped over. <laughs> this it. is how we do things at Pixelate Paranormal. We just type it on Google "Paranormal Stories, <laughs> December 2018," and we're all going to the same pages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I follow a couple different uh, sources on Twitter and Facebook, which is normally where shit pops up. But yeah. I saw that headline on Twitter, and I thought it was just some stupid like promo for a ghost hunting show, so I just skipped over yeah. it. Yeah, hilarious. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Well, let's go ahead while we're at it. I know it's probably been about an hour by now. Let's go ahead and yeah. just scrape the bottom of the barrel here because we never really got around to talking more about this stuff. But Preston, tell us about strange basketball. Yeah. So it seems like basketball has the strangest athletes and um, 
after I get done laying the rest of this on you, you just might say that they aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. So, for example, Kyrie Irving Fuck that guy. Uh, was an <laughs> yeah all-star for the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. down the Boston Celtics. Famously declared that despite making a living with a round ball, he believed that the planet he played the game on was flat. And I believe an episode with Rob when we talked about Flat Earth, you hit on this a little bit. Yeah, um, episode 50, we had Rob back on the show, and we did a little ditty about uh, the flat earth and those kind of things. And you pretty much nailed it, really, at the high notes. Um, Kyrie Irving said that he believed the the earth was flat, and he was questioned about other conspiracy theories he believes in. And he said something like, it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just plain fact. The earth is flat. The earth is flat. It's right in front of your faces. I'm telling you, it's right in front of your faces. They lied to us. And he says people should do their own research. Hopefully they'll either back up my belief or they'll throw it in the water. Um, But I think it's interesting for people to find out information on their own. And then he goes on to talk about other crazy shit, and then I think we spiraled into like NASA. Did we ever go to the moon? All that kind of stuff. But dude, it's not just it's not just fucking NBA players, dude. It's there's a rapper. Uh, you guys probably heard of Bob. Yeah, talked about him too. Yeah. yeah, he was on that episode as well. Yeah, like it's crazy shit to me because uh, I remember you guys were talking. Yeah, I remember that episode. And there's a song that he has, um, I believe, with Tech Nine. And he's like, he's like, blah blah blah. I'm a modern day Galileo. I'm like, what the fuck? That dude was an astronomer, yeah. a physicist, and, and a fucking engineer. I'm like, <laughs> like, dude, you think the Earth is flat, you stupid bastard? Like, how do you? How are you a modern day Galileo? You stupid shit. Anyways, <laughs> I, flat, like, out of all the stuff, like out of all the things of people not believing the moon landing, people believing the JFK was a shot by that dude, um, all that stuff, like all the conspiracy theories, 9/11, all that shit, like flat Earth makes zero fucking sense to me like i don't understand how anybody could actually fully believe that and like not be like nope i'm not joking you know like that's crazy to me yeah it's that's one of the most fascinating conspiracy theories to me is the flat earth one the arguments that people make saying that the earth is flat i don't think it is but they have some very colorful arguments and some very interesting facts that they throw at you. Really cool concepts. I mean, shit, if it's flat, then color me wrong. But All right. Well, let, let him get back to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now uh, Steph Curry, famous for leading the Golden State Warriors to three championships over the Cleveland Cavaliers and son of a famous former Cavalier, uh, has come out – uh, of the conspiracy theory closet saying that he doesn't believe that NASA or any other of those space programs had ever put a human on the moon. What the fuck, basketball? <laughs> During an appearance fuck, on a basketball? yeah on a podcast with Golden State Warriors teammate Andre Igudo, I don't know, fuck whatever, and uh, the Atlanta Hawks player uh, Vince Carter. Curry asked the others about the moon landing, and they quickly agreed with their negative responses. Um, but since you have to be a real fan to recognize the other names, Curry got the headlines for the comment. When challenged <laughs> by co-host Annie Feinberg, Curry confirmed that he was serious, even though he knew he was about to get the same kind of backlash as the Flat Earth guy. Um, he stuck with it. That's crazy. And so, Nas- love that Stephen Curry, dude. 
Yeah, um, and uh, NASA responded back <laughs> on Twitter and hit him up and said, we'd love for Mr. Curry to tour the Lunar Lab at our Johnson Fuck Space Fuck that. I want to go. He doesn't yeah, believe in the shit. Perhaps. I want to go. I believe in it. You know what to do, Steven. Yeah, you yeah, know what to do, Steven. paranormal co-host, Steven Jerome. <laughs> I shouldn't have said your last name, maybe. Uh, yeah, believes the Earth is flat and we never went to the moon. Yeah, fuck the moon. Um, so she said, perhaps uh, next time he plays the in town to play the rockets, we have hundreds and hundreds of pounds of moon rocks stored there in the Apollo mission control. During his visit, he can see firsthand what we actually did 50 years ago, as well as what we're doing now to go back to the moon in the coming years. He gets a moon rock, too? I want a fucking moon rock. <laughs> so bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But some say that that uh, message to Twitter uh, from Allard Boutel um, conveniently left out the fact that NASA erased the original recordings of the first human landings on the moon some 40 years ago. And uh, the ones where we see uh, the ones that we see are restored copies of the original broadcast. Blah, blah, blah. More conspiracy. But I'm not done with weird basketball because I dug a little deeper. <laughs> Marvin Barnes, uh-huh. who played for the Spirit of St. Louis in the ABA before moving to many NBA teams. What's ABA stand for, Preston? Fuck, I don't know. American I'm not a fucking basketball association. I yeah. know. <laughs> okay, Preston, if, <laughs> you had, fuck, if you had to you guess, know. if you had to guess what it is, what do you think it is? <laughs> I don't know. The African American Basketball Association. <laughs> The letters don't match. <laughs> you you added an extra A in there to fit your racial agenda, Preston. Yeah. Uh, a, a a ball. It's got definitely the last thing's got to be association. So, oh, American yeah. Basketball Association. Maybe. Maybe. African Basketball Association. I don't know. I'm just going with the pre- I'm going with the Preston thing here. You can edit. Yeah, you can edit that thanks. out. <laughs> yeah. Join me, and Steve. Anyways, this motherfucker once refused to board Guys, a plane. Guys, I mean, it's, seriously, it's the American Basketball <laughs> Is it really? Association. Okay. Uh, yes! Yeah. They they ran from 1967 to 1976. Well, shit, we look like a bunch of racists. <laughs> yes, the two of you do. <laughs> Anyways, this motherfucker once refused to board a plane traveling east because its flight time showed it leaving at 7.52 a.m. and then it arriving at 7.49 a.m. local time saying, I ain't getting on no time machine. <laughs> And promptly rented a car for the trip home. I love that guy. Yeah. That's amazing. But that's not it. In a later interview with journalist Bill Reynolds, uh, he had asked Bill, do you think cocaine kills brain cells? To which Bill (laughs) replied, I don't know, Marvin. That's what they say. Barnes paused, then said that I must have been a genius when I started out. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy Uh, because... This all these responses is I just picture Sean saying that like I could totally see you going to an airport and seeing that glitch and be like, huh, I ain't getting on that. That's a time machine. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking great. Uh, now, in history, there aren't a lot of players who can pull off referring to themselves in the third person, let alone naming their own ducks like look out below and in your face disgrace unless you're Daryl Doxons. A notorious backboarder breaker named Chocolate Thunder, who claimed he was an alien from the planet Lovetron, where he practiced interplanetary funkmanship. 
<laughs> and in his off seasons, had an alien girlfriend named Juicy <laughs> Lucy. This guy's a fucking badass. First off, his dunks sound like fucking mi- mixtape tracks. Look out below. In your face, disgrace. Uh, and then he, yeah, um, he's a fucking backboard breaker. Dude, that was the coolest yeah. shit to do on NBA Jam. Yep. Daryl Dawkins actually um, is one of the biggest influences and inspirations to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. That shit. Yep. He, I think he had like a quote. He said something about like Daryl Dawkins being the father of dunks and that, she, that he himself, Shaquille O'Neal, was just a child of the – of the game or something like this is pretty cool little thing that he cool. said. Because I don't, I don't think I don't remember anybody else naming their shit. Like he's got to be the only person that ever named his dunks because you don't hear about that at all. Yeah, like, that was a, his thing. That's like nobody funny, else touched man. that because and the name he was the man. God. His yeah. his name's the shit, Chocolate Thunder, and then his fucking girlfriend's name is Dope Juicy Lucy. Juicy Lucy. Juicy oh, yeah. Lucy. Juicy. And last but not least, let's not forget Tony Lavelli a player from the Celtics in the 1950s who had a stipulation in his contract that he would get paid an extra $125 a game to play his accordion at halftime because he <laughs> oh God. the fucking fans loved take. it. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. We need some, oh, it's 50s, man. I need some fucking video of that. That's amazing. It's funny shit because the, the I just watched uh, Weird Al Yankovic, his, um, interview with the hot ones, you know, where they'd eat the hot wings and then they get interviewed. And he talks <laughs> about, he talks about the accordion, how the accordion, when accordion was made, like it was, it was more of like a fancy instrument and like people, people did love it. They loved listening to it because it was so much different than anything else that was out. Yeah. And then he said that, but then slowly over time, it, it just kind of fell under the wayside. And then now it's looked at as like a nerdy thing. And like only something like that. Right. So maybe who knows? Like, did did his fans like? Like, I think that'd be awesome. Like, it'd be just, oh, yeah. it'd be so fucking random. Be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you just, just fucking dunk on some fools and you pull out an accordion. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to. I would love to uh, know, like, know some older person that is like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was just the weirdest thing, but we all loved it. Oh, yeah. Like interviews. I want to know old people that used to watch chocolate thunder and juicy Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. That's great. Well, shit, Presto. I'm glad you brought that to the table, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That went I, yeah, a lot I have... better than I thought. I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? NBA? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are we talking about basketball? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Boom. most people haven't cut out the episode. Like, you know what? I don't want to fucking hear these guys even talk about any sport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and to bring it around town, um, I had something sweet to add to that, Preston. The Houston Rockets' James Harden has a face that's so iconic because of his giant crazy beard Apparently, he has a very notable beard that's grown just as long as his career, and it's helped him land tons of endorsements. One is just kind of like the best-known endorsement he's got to date. Big bomb. James Harden. Big bomb. (laughs) James Harden landed an endorsement from Trolley and had his very own gummy named Sour Bright Weird Beards James Harden Edition. The name was self-explanatory, limited edition, beard-shaped gummies that were three different flavor combinations. 
cherry lemon, strawberry grape, and orange lime. And I don't know if these are made anymore. They were back from uh, 2016. But yeah, he was notoriously known for loving to eat the uh, the gummy worms and stuff from Trolley. Mm-hmm. Or Trolley, one or the other. And uh, so much so, they gave him his own edible gummy beard line. That's like your dream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like gummies, actually. I, I like the sour I suck, ones. That's it. I just suck on them until they go away because I don't like how they get caught between my teeth. Yeah. Oh, my. Are you fucking for real? You're going to walk into that? Yeah, I hate that shit. <laughs> walk into what? Sucking That's what she said. Like, listen to what you just said. <laughs> I I only suck. I only suck on until <laughs> just say whatever you just said. It's, if, when you listen to this in the playback, that you walked into that joke, dude. What's fun is you just walked into the joke, Stephen, right into the spider's web. I'm going to cut that puppy up and put it at the end of the episode, and no one's going to know the context. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's funny shit, man. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. you're like, you guys stuck no, between my teeth. I'm like, what? That's what she I said. don't like to chew gummy worms and gummy bears because the, uh, the, how do I make this not sound like, <laughs> I don't like the way the candy gets impacted into my teeth. Just like, uh, caramels or caramels or, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's all about candy well, guys, and NBA on Pixel Yeah. Yeah. There you right. go. Boom. Fucking, we're, we're naming this episode <laughs> Chocolate Thunder and Juicy Lucy. <laughs> Dude, this is the greatest shit ever. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hell yeah. Well, that's good. I think that kind of puts a cap on 2018. Um, we're recording this on the uh, right around midnight uh, between the 27th and the 28th of December. So when you guys are getting this puppy, it should be right around the 2nd or the 3rd. So happy new year to you guys. Um, thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us drone on and all the kind words, the support, and uh, also the listener stories. We've got, I mean, 2018, I think we got the most stories, you know, year to date, and they were all superb. Um, I really hope everybody's enjoying episode 77 with all those really big stories. That was a lot of fun. And Good again, episode. thank you. It was. And thank you very much to uh, all of you guys that sent those stories in. I'll get those stickers in the mail ASAP, Rocky. And, uh, yeah, some pretty good stuff in there. So you guys have anything else to add before we cut out of here? I hope everybody had a good Christmas and enjoy your New Year's Eve parties. Please be safe. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, we're not doing outros yet. That was just anything else to add. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to get out of here. My ass is numb from sitting in this chair. Gross. We're sharing deep cuts. Preston, tell us something. I don't like to eat gummy worms. Steven has a has a bum ass. Um I don't know. I, I don't I don't really have anything. There you go. A man of few words. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, plug some stuff. Steven, what do you want to plug, man? Um shit, what do I usually plug? Just our Facebook, Pixelate Paranormal Podcast, uh, Instagram, PXL. Is it Underscore? Nope, I don't believe in underscores. Okay, They're for P- the week. PXL, P-A-R-A. <laughs> right? Yes. Pixel Parrot, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I keep getting confused because um, something else. But uh, that's basically it. I also want to just pimp the show The Office. The show's fucking amazing. You can always find a quote or some kind of funny scene to brighten your day and give relevance re- 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 to something. There you go. And if you're ever having a bad day, 
just watch the scene where uh, a certain person drops their chili. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best thing. It's the best. That and the fire, the fire, fire drill, CPR. All, just Google it if you've not seen the show. And yeah, please don't be one of the people that just doesn't find that show funny. That's yeah, good shit. Preston, have you watched The Office before, dude? Uh, yeah. I mean, just episodes here and there. Doing yourself a grave disservice, mm-hmm. sir. I'm, I'm on my fifth time through, I believe. We're almost we're almost done with it. She's well. She's. I mean, I've seen countless times. It's her first time seeing right. it all the way through. And then we're gonna watch. Um, she's gonna start Parks and Rec. And it's like it's cool when you watch a show because when you want to watch a show with, you know, uh, you know your significant other or uh, your friend, whatever. It's good that you've already seen that show because you can. If you if you do want to sit down and they want to continue their show, you know, like, oh, should I remember this? Remember that? It's not like, oh, I can't remember what happened to the plot here. You know, it's yeah. so, so good. And Sean sleeps to it. So he's got a hell yeah. He's got an office alarm clock. Sound. It, you know, what's funny. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about medicine and the way we react to certain things. I've watched The Office twice through from start to finish awake. I've watched it two more times through or slept through it rather to where like I'll turn it on if I'm not tired. And they say if you're having a hard time sleeping, you can turn on something you've watched over and over and over movies, TV shows, whatever. And the act of rewatching something that you've seen before cuts down on anxiety and stress and your attentiveness. So if you watch a movie over and over and over, or in my case, The Office, you've seen it enough times, there's no surprises, dude. there's no plot twists, and you can fall asleep to it a lot easier. That's it, dude. That I have two movies when I'm sick or feeling like, feeling like you know, actual physical sick. Yeah. Two movies every fucking time, and that is the exact thing that I experience in my brain and my body. That's yep. Breakfast Club and Jumanji. That, yeah, well, they always go on. I have them right and ready. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, bought Jumanji digital and, and <laughs> breakfast club. So I didn't have to get up and get the DVDs when I'm sick. I can load it and load it at any time. And it makes me, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. I'm serious. Like yeah. I've always said that it's nuts. It is. Um, I like to imagine you have a first aid kit that has like Theraflu Kleenexes <laughs> and then a DVD of Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you're right. Cause like Shayla wanted to watch uh, the office. And so she started at the first episode and like there's days we're watching it in the middle of the afternoon. Like we've got up, we've had breakfast. It's like noon had coffee and like an episode and a half in I'm out cold. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, comfort it is. Food, dude. It's, it's and I'm so, my brain is so conditioned to like, all right, well, you know, no surprises here and I'll fall asleep. But on the other side of the coin, literally the fifth time going through the show, maybe the sixth, there's still jokes. I'm like, I don't fucking remember that. I watched an episode the other day. I have no recollection of at all. And I can almost tell you the plot line for almost every episode. Yeah. It's I weird. didn't recall anything of that episode. So it might've been one. I may have fallen asleep through, uh, yeah. coincidentally four times in a row, but no shit. anyway, and speaking of Netflix guys, real quick, if you two haven't watched bird box and the rest of you haven't watched bird box, check it out. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to do that next week. Already got it. Yeah. Already planned in. It's definitely worth a watch. And then a really fun mystery. Um, it has already aired by the time you guys are listening to this episode. Black Mirror has dropped a movie from what we can all tell. I believe it's called Bandersnatch. Possibly Wait. a reference to an earlier episode. The movie's out? It, it must have came out just now. I midnight. thought it was just a trick. Oh, shit. Yeah, it came out the 28th. Oh, cool. I'm going to watch that then because she, she don't want to watch that. 
Well, here's a thing. From what a lot of early reports have said over the last couple of days, the 26th and 27th, it reportedly has 312 minutes of footage. And it may be something of a choose your own adventure movie. Oh, dude, I was just gonna I was just gonna say so check this out. Um they Netflix just did this and I, this is such cool technology. So Netflix is, can be controlled with your phone, can be controlled with uh, if you have like a smart TV with your remote on your TV, you're watching yeah. on Xbox or PlayStation, Switch, whatever, you have your game controller. Uh, they actually launched Minecraft story mode in Netflix. So you can play basically kind of like a condensed version of that game with your controller. Cause you basically pick left or right and then enter to determine like that. So that must be the same thing. It's oh. because Netflix is about to do a lot of these. Uh, they actually have their own uh, sub genre, you know, like it'll be like recently re- recently released new releases. And it, it, they actually put Minecraft under interactive. So I think you're going to start seeing more of this. Oh really? Yeah, I think okay. that, I think that's dope, especially if they're gonna if they're doing with this Black Mirror where it's like a choose your own adventure. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of the reports I read two mornings ago. That's what they were saying is that the trailer would be dropping any minute, and uh, you know, in, in Black Mirror fashion and Netflix fashion, they're like, "All right, hey, check it out. Here's a trailer, and you should be able to watch this uh, tomorrow." Just like uh, that Cloverfield movie they dropped, but. Yeah, yeah, that's all I really know about it. And from what I understand, it's kind of a prequel to another episode. So it's something you could theoretically watch uh, without seeing any other episode and still enjoy it. But my thought is this, and it would be very, very Black Mirror-esque. If your Netflix again? is uh, it's called Bandersnatch. B-A-N-D-E-R-S-N-A-T-C-H. I believe so. Um, yeah, Bandersnatch. But if your account is tied to your account and your stream is tied to your profile, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you watch this all the way through, do you only get technically one chance to watch it? You know what I'm saying? Like That'd be if crazy. you watch it and it comes up like, all right, you know, choice number one, choice number two. And then the movie, of course, changes and veers in that direction. Can you go back, rewind, and then choose a different option if you don't like what happens? Or is it like, sorry, you have to start this movie over? Or what if they're like, sorry, you only get to watch this movie one time through? That'd be nuts. That'd be Black Mirror, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be Black Mirror as fuck. And that'd be me having six fake emails with six <laughs> four-week ch- yeah, <laughs> free trials to watch that shit <laughs> different ways. for the shit, though. Yeah. But, uh, the, yeah, that'd be something cool to check out. I'm excited to watch it. I probably won't get a chance to watch it till next week, but... That might be something I, fun I'm for us. I'm looking for it right now on Netflix. It's not on there, dude. Oh, for real? Stephen so, Black Mirror. I did. It's so. Is it going to be? Is it going to be under Black Mirror itself? Uh, I don't know. Because I just clicked Pressed, on Black Mirror, and it's not. It's just showing season four is the last one. Uh, Presto, did you watch uh, Black Mirror at all? Um, most of season one. <clears throat> it is so. It's so crazy. Like I. I was telling uh, Aaron's mom about uh, an episode, you know, with the basically like the upvote, downvote type thing. And, and then yeah. I told her about uh, the episode of um, shit. I can't remember. Just, that's the best thing about that, that show is that it's all kind of in the same universe. But yeah, every episode is a different crazy story. Like, ah, it's just, 
It's so good. You guys gotta watch yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta it's watch it, man. It's 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 amazing, and it is the only show that's uh, my level. Like I can watch the most sick, like fucking violent gore, anything. Like when a show fucks with me and like fucks with my anxiety, like I actually couldn't binge that show. I'd have to watch one or two episodes and then stop because my, oh really. Yeah, dude. Remember, you remember telling you that? Like, my anxiety and my blood pressure was like so high because I was like, "Oh my fucking god, like this is so crazy and intense." Like, and not every episode's like that, but a lot of them were for me because it's just yeah, there were quite a few. That's it's true. So awkward and weird and just so killer. God damn, I love that. Yep. Show. Shut up and dance is a pretty good episode. Incredible. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's it's good. Yeah, if you type in Bandersnatch under Netflix, B A N D E R S N A T C H, yeah, it'll I pop do. up with like a loading screen sign, and it says coming Friday. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, any who's will it'll be on there tomorrow, so don't you worry your pretty little head. All right, cool. Well, uh, I will I will plug something real quick too, so we can go ahead and get out of here because this episode's pretty long. Pretty long and beefy. That's what she said. Um, go ahead and check out uh, Fear and Fame podcast. Check out the uh, the show that those ladies are doing. It's pretty fantastic. We enjoy it. And a big shout out to them. And I think they're probably coming up on episode 12. And they got a couple mini-sodes in there as well. So, yeah, check them out. If you guys like true crime, uh, give, them a, give them a listen. They do a lot of really cool stuff. Conspiracy theories and other things. So, um, check out... Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. And also, if you enjoy video games, check out a series he has on Netflix called Attack the Backlog, where he goes back and plays older games and kind of reviews them. What's that? You said he's got a show on Netflix. <laughs> Which is <laughs> a awesome. show on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. if Man, you're moving on up, dude. If Mark had a show on Netflix, I would not be surprised at all. <laughs> and yeah, because he wouldn't have told anybody. He'd be like all low key about it. Yeah, check him out on YouTube. He's got a uh, my voice just cracked. Check him out on YouTube. I did it again. <clears throat> check him out on YouTube. And check out uh, Attack the Backlog. And uh, Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed. Boom shakalaka. Okay, cool. Preston, what do you want to? Did plug we already? Uh, did we already do Big Dobbs and I just missed it? No, I was waiting for you, buddy. That's your burden to carry. Oh fuck yeah, guys! <laughs> want a beard? Need a beard? Want to grow a beard better than your 2018 slummy beard? Check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com for all your luscious beard products to make that baby shine for 2019, including the fantastic Babe Rum, Sweet Tobacco. And why not fucking rock the classic? And Sean's going to hit you with the promo code. Use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. And while you're in there, grab yourself a bar of soap. Big Dobbs carries a beard soap. Um, Use it about twice a week. Get the gunk and the dead skin and the crud and the crusties and the amoebas that are living underneath that luscious beard pube bush that you have. (laughs) And uh, just clean it out. Get the skin nice and and squeaky clean. And Dobb, you need to be making some of these fucking gummies with Sean's beard on it. (laughs) 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 New product line coming in 2019. You heard it here first. Beard gummies. Shit, maybe we could put some essential vitamins in there and make it a vitamin gummy. Shh, don't tell anybody. 
Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, we've done enough damage. Thank you guys for uh, listening to us and, like I said earlier, supporting us. 2018 was a lot of fun for us. We had a lot of big things uh, happen. I think, Steve, 2018 is when you joined us, right? Yep. And we did. Yeah. We did. We raised a bunch of money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. 1500 bucks, right? Pixley Paranormal and um, Friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember now. It was a lot of fucking money. Yeah, fifteen hundred bucks for just a bunch of dorks playing video games and yep, and the generosity of awesome people. It was is generosity of our friends, our family, our listeners, uh, and so many other people. And we're really hoping to do it bigger uh, next year. We're going to do it here in Kansas, probably in Topeka. So that way, um, you know, we'll have one more addition to the group. Presto! I think you're going to try to join us this year, uh, next year. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. But yeah, okay, we'll cut it. Let's pull the plug, guys. Thank you so much. Sweet. Happy New Year, and we will catch you guys all in a week or two. Happy New Year. Peace. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown, tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.